In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Haiku of the Flowerpot by Samuel Beckett, from the collected poems of Samuel Beckett. Haiku of the Flowerpot 1. The multicolored mushroom seems a Japanese toad's parasol. 2. The dragonfly strives patiently to fasten its transparent cross to the bare and trembling bow. 3. Ants on inert cricket crawling. Memory of Gulliver and Lilliput. 4. Mingled in the quiet evening, chimes of anglers and bats and swallows fly. 5. The little fly-tormented ass, while he is being burdened, dreams of emerald Elysian fields. 6. The tiny monkey looks at me. He would like to tell me something that escapes his mind. 7. Beneath my window, the moon on the roofs, and the cat's silhouettes, and their Chinese music. 8. Amidst the blue and white wave, the rolling swim of dolphins, aberesques of wings and anchors. 9. Smitten by the solar sun, the glass sea breaks to shivers. 10. The clock seems gnawing at the midnight feast, echoed by the rat's minute hand. 11. Red cold gwarf of summer. Slice of watermelon. And on to the commentary for Haiku of the Flower Pod. So, a quick amendment to my introduction. These are not by Samuel Beckett. Um, it's translated by Beckett. In his collected poems, there's quite a large chunk of translations. Um, and this happens when I read my notes before I do my podcast. Um, these Haiku are originally written, and I, I'm going to apologize in advance for my pronunciation. These poems are written by Jose Juan Tablada, I think is his name, um, from a anthology of Mexican poetry that Beckett apparently uh, either put together himself or, or had a hand in in some way. Um, the thing with haiku, and haiku is where they can be used either singular or plural, um, the whole 575 thing is a Japanese syllables, and Japanese syllables are very, very different to English syllables. Um, also, traditionally, haiku should have a seasonal word in it to let you know when the poem's happening. And that doesn't always translate very well to other languages. Uh, I know in English a lot of people stick to that five seven five. You know, one line of five syllables, second line seven syllables, third line five syllables, because it's kind of an easy form to to, to stick to. But then there's sort of the more traditionalist where you have to use a seasonal word, and you can't use any poetic language, no similes, metaphors, assonance, alliteration. You kind of it's the most unpoetic poem, and yet it contains so much more depth and poetry than a lot of free verse does. And these 11 haiku by Jose Juan Tablada, um, they're all quite nice, they all work, I mean they don't necessarily stick to that very traditional sense of haiku, but each one is a little image, and I, I don't know if I pause long enough between each haiku to kind of let each image sink in. Um, because that's really the best way you kind of read haiku. 
um, is to kind of read one. And if it's if it's good, I mean, there are so many terrible ones out there. But if it's a good haiku, you can kind of just read it and then like think about it. And you have this little movie or little scene play out in your head um, from such a so, so few words can create such a, a vivid vivid image. And I feel like not all but some of the haiku in, in this translation achieve that goal. Um, and that that's that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. As ever, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you if you've made it this far. I appreciate you if you haven't made it this far. Thank you very much. And on to the commentary for Haiku of the Flower Pod. So... A quick amendment to my introduction. These are not by Samuel Beckett. Um, it's translated by Beckett. In his collected poems, there's quite a large chunk of translations. Um, and this happens when I read my notes before I do my podcast. Um, these haiku are originally written, and I, I'm going to apologize in advance for my pronunciation, these poems are written by Jose Juan Tablada, I think is his name, um, from an anthology of Mexican poetry that Beckett apparently uh, either put together himself or, or had a hand in in some way. Um, the thing with haiku, and haiku is where they can be used either singular or plural, um, the whole 575 thing is Japanese syllables. And Japanese syllables are very, very different to English syllables. Um, also, traditionally, haiku should have a seasonal word in it to let you know when the poem's happening. And that doesn't always translate very well to other languages. Uh, I know in English, a lot of people stick to that 575, you know, one line of five syllables, second line, seven syllables, third line, five syllables. Because it's kind of an easy form to, to, to stick to. But then there's a sort of more traditionalist where you have to use a seasonal word and you can't use any poetic language, no similes, metaphors, assonance, alliteration. You kind of. It's the most unpoetic poem and yet it contains so much more depth and poetry than a lot of free verse does. And these 11 haiku by Jose Juan Tablada. Um, they're all quite nice. They all work. I mean, they don't necessarily stick to that very traditional sense of haiku. But each one is a little image. And I, I don't know if I pause long enough between each haiku to kind of let each image sink in. Because um, that's the, really the best way you kind of read haiku, um, is to kind of read one. And if it's, if it's good, I mean, there are so many terrible ones out there. But if it's a good haiku, you can kind of just read it and then like think about it. And you have this little movie or little scene play out in your head um, from such a so, so few words can create such a, a vivid vivid image. And I feel like not all, but some of the haiku in in this translation achieve that goal. Um, and that that's that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. As ever, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you if you've made it this far. I appreciate you if you haven't made it this far. Thank you very much.